Welcome to another Scots Way podcast. And today I'm joined by Calvin Wilson, who is the marketing director of Life Arts Centre, and also author Gail Anthea Brown. And we're here to talk about the Northern Stories Festival, which celebrates Scotland's links with Scandinavia and North America. But first of all, hello, Calvin, and hello, Gail. Hello. Hello, Alistair. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. And I'm looking forward to talking to you because it sounds like a fascinating festival with some amazing events uh, going on. First of all, Calvin, can you tell us a bit more about Northern Stories Festival? Uh, so it's um, it's twin with the Scotland's uh, Year of Stories. Um, so that was part of the sort of, uh, that was part of the, um, the thought behind the festival. Um, but basically uh, it's happening all across Caithness from the 7th until, get my dates right, Friday the 7th to Sunday the 16th. Uh, and there's events happening all over Caithness from music to storytelling. Um, we've got a massive inflatable whale coming for the families. Um, so yeah, um, really looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. It'll be, it'll be good when it arrives and it'll just go in a bladder and then it'll be gone again. But yeah, looking forward to it. Is this something that's taken a long time to organise? Has it been quite a big project in that way? yeah it's sort of like it's kind of been tickling away in the in the background for several months um getting print organized we got where brochures um arrived um last week so just things like that you know it's like there's a lot of work involved in it and then it all kind of it all kind of happens in one go and everybody's sort of manic on the ground and then it passes again you know um but we, it was really successful last year we had our um northern lights festival last year that was our first involvement with uh we visit Scotland and, and their themed years. And it was a real success. Um, it was kind of one of the first big ventures out into the community for us. Because right. um, usually we sort of do a lot of our stuff from the Arts Centre, based from the Arts Centre. So um, it was a real success. Um, so yeah, we're hoping to sort of hopefully piggyback off of some of the success from last year as well. Um, and yeah, just fingers crossed, lots of people come turn out. We'll talk a bit more about the the inflatable whale later because that sounds like a fascinating thing but first of all Gail what's your involvement uh, in the festival? Um, well I suppose it's twofold which is lovely for me because on the one hand I'm involved with a couple of events as a kind of local author and writer and then on the other hand I'm sort of booking myself onto lots of other events that I fancy just as a local resident and a participant so um, on I think it's Sunday the 9th of October, I'm going to be running a wee writing workshop for young people at Life Arts Centre. And that's going to be based around some of the myths and legends associated with Caithness. So things like seal people and mermaids and water kelpies and that sort of thing. So hoping to get some creative juices flowing for the young people then. And um, then on the 11th, on the Tuesday, I'm going to be involved in a conversation and belonging in the north um, so that's you know about place and northern identities and things like that so I think that could be a really interesting discussion too so yeah I've got my couple of events um, as a writer and then lots of other things I'm looking at on the program and thinking oh I can't wait to go to that. And it's interesting it's kind of looking at the the links with Scandinavia and North America because I think sometimes we think of culture as being um, contained within borders whereas that's not the case and I think particularly in the north of Scotland there is that influence that perhaps in the central belt or, or in the borders you know everyone's got their own identity and their own 
further influences as well. Um, is that the case in Caithness? Do you feel the links with these places? Oh yeah, from my own point of view, I would say definitely. I mean, we're very kind of aware of our Norse sort of heritage, you know, um, our Norse and Celtic heritage here in Caithness. Um, and our links to sort of Vikings and all those kind of tales and so on. Um, so that's really interesting. And then we've also got, you know, for example, links with Canada and, and a lot of emigration, you know, from the area. So that's really interesting too. Um, I mean, from my own point of view, um, my own grandfather on my dad's side was born over in Canada after the family had migrated over there. Um, they later came back to Scotland. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of connections that are really interesting. So I think that will make a really nice thread, you know, throughout the festival, all of that. And Calvin, how are these links um, appearing in the festival? Have you got writers from these places or, or people um, uh, taking part? Yeah, so I mean, one of the one of the big events we've got happening um, is the Moraine exhibition. I can't say too much about that just now because there's a few sort of um, details that haven't been released yet. Um, but basically, it's a collaboration between um, different writers from Caithness, from uh, the sort of Scandi countries, and then from Canada as well. Um, so basically, it's going to be um, these kind of listening pods um, that you can go and visit throughout the county. Uh, and these sort of collaboration of stories and things would be in these listening pods. I better not say too much more just in case I get in trouble. <laughs> but that's, it's interesting because it's the, the festival is not just concentrated on the art centre itself, it's throughout the area, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, we're sort of heading out and about. We go as far south as Dumbeath and then we sort of head as far west as kind of, um, well, what's the name, Pla uh, Betty Hill. So, and, I mean, there's events all over the place that are happening. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it is a slightly different setup from what we did last year. We were very much based in WIC last year. So it'd be interesting to see how, how the community respond um, and how many people get out and about and, you know, see the different events and things that are happening. And as you mentioned, think, part of uh, Scotland's Year of Stories, how important is kind of storytelling? I'll ask you first, uh, Gail, how important do you think storytelling is in kind of shaping a national but also an international culture and sharing these stories? Oh, I think it's really important and I think it's really kind of central in the local sort of psychology and just the way of life and the culture and so on, um, you know, because we have quite a long tradition of kind of oral storytelling um, and I suppose that ties into some of the things I've been talking about and writing about with legends and folklore and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's lovely to get that chance to share some of our local stories and hear stories from other places too. Um, and it all ties in, you know, as I say, with Year of Stories and um, all of that. So it's great. Presentation and storytelling as well, you know, because there's likes of myself, local writer, there's other local writers and artists. Um, I'm seeing George Gunn mentioned on the programme quite a lot, one of our local bards are local poet, other poets and playwrights locally. Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to is the Women's Playwriting Circle reading. I think that's on the um, Sunday the 16th of October. So I was just looking at the programme there. Um, so that'll be a, a nice chance to hear some, some local talent and stories too. So yeah, it's lovely to have that breadth, you know, coming from all different areas um, and to see a lot of the local stuff in there. And you, you say there is this um, oral storytelling tradition. 
but there's also a strong musical tradition as well. Another way of stories to be told. And Calvin, there's a lot of music on at the festival as well. Yeah, so we've got some top quality music um, from bands like there's Salt House, uh, it's Hugh McPherson and, and Jenny Sturgeon and that. And then I think we've got Nordic Viola and stuff and they're doing a thing where it's kind of like storytelling plus music. Um, so yeah, it's a, there's a real breadth of stuff on the programme and hopefully there's something that, there's something for everyone, I think, you know, um, right down to sort of little, little toots, you know, right down to families and things, you know. And Gail, did you see your workshop is going to be aimed at uh, young adults? That's Because I know that's uh, what you uh, kind of concentrate on in your writing. Yeah, the workshop is aimed at young adults, our 14 to 24 age group. And um, during the workshop, I'm going to be using sort of imagery around local lore, so images of selkies and mermaids and that kind of thing. And I've, I won't give too much away, but I've got, you know, some objects, you know, that could possibly be imbued with kind of magical um, properties and um, the kind of things we find on local beaches and so on, um, from mermaids purses to seeing stones and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that we can tie all those things together to get the young people to sort of create some words stories verses of their own on the day so yeah it's a really nice way to get local young people involved with the sort of stories of their place um, and sometimes you know maybe they might not be aware of them as well some of the local legends and things um, but I think there is a growing interest in this kind of thing you know a sort of resurgence and tapping into some of those old stories and what they can tell us about our past and our ancestors and how they thought and how they lived and so on. So yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be really that. interesting, I think, to get their responses because you see some of them may not be as aware of, of these legends. Sorry, Calvin, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think one of the important things that the festival will do is kind of take a, a timestamp of now and the, and the stories that exist. Um, I think a lot of these stories get lost over the years, you know what I mean? And it, it's a real shame as far as I'm concerned. So like, it's going to be quite nice to have this timestamp of, you know, this time and all the old stories and the new stories that come and, and there'll, there'll be a record of them forevermore, you know, which I think is quite a nice, it's a, there'll be a legacy, a proper legacy from the festival, you know? Yeah, I, and, and you were saying it's got something for everyone. So tell us a little bit about the tale of the whale, because that does sound amazing. Well, basically, a 50-foot whale is going to wash up uh, in the Rosebank um, playing fields and wick. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just uh, for, for young families, and they can kind of go along, and they, they all get inside the whale, and then there's stories told of shipwrecks and pirates and things, and yeah, it'll just be something really fun for the families to enjoy. Um, but, yeah, that's what I mean by, you know, we're, we're sort of, we're talking, you know, northern stories. It's stories to write down to, to little kids and things, you know. And I think the festival also, sorry, Alistair. No, no, on you go. I think it also ties in with the um, school holidays, doesn't it? So that's quite a good time for the, the young ones to be out and about yeah. doing it. Yeah, so the, yeah, there's there's lots of events for the kids and it, it's it's well, it's easier for us to programme as well because we can run events all through the day because the kids are on holidays and stuff, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that, was, that was planned. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it makes me think when you're talking about... Um, myths and legends and then also having these links with other countries um it's a good time to remind ourselves that stories unite us you know that they'll have their own legends and myths and and a and that's going to be an aspect of it i think is that fair to say Gil? 
I think so. And I think that'll be really interesting to see where there's commonality in the kind of stories and the myths and the legend, because I imagine that there will be quite a lot of commonality. And um, even things like the discussion about belonging and connection to places, I imagine, you know, even across different places, there will be some commonality and the thought process and the feelings there too. Um, so yeah, it's also, you know, as much as looking inwards towards our own stories, it's also really nice to be looking outwards and seeing what connects us and as you say, what unites us all. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's going to be a strong part of it and a, a strong part of the whole year of stories as well, because I've spoken to a few people that have been involved in other events that have included that and the, 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 the power of telling stories sometimes across generations but across places as well is a really strong one yeah definitely and um, i think the other nice thing that about the festival is it's very accessible because it's kind of a hybrid program i think isn't it calvin so you've got a lot of online events as well which means that you know um if people can't get out to locations there's other options for them you know to to do things online at home or listen to things online um and i think also the other nice thing is the weather's really getting, you know, hate to say it, but it's getting really bad, you know, and it's wild and wet and windy. So it's really nice for people to have something to look forward to at this time of year. Um, it really sort of brightens up these darkening nights. Yeah. I hadn't realised that. Yeah, uh, could, you, could you tell us how people could maybe um, get involved online? If it... Yeah, so there's there's various online events. Hold on, just let me consult my programme. Um, what have we got online? So, there, yeah, there's Norse fairy tales um and that's a grown-up event um there's leone charton she's going to be talking about the hebridean landscape it's all online so basically if you find um a program there'll be a little qr code on it that you can scan and that'll take you to all the events um but I, well, going back to what gail was saying about you know making it as accessible for everyone that was part of the planning of the festival was to try and make it so that everybody could attend an event if they wanted to and that's the reason for having the online events and that's also the reason for heading out into the county a bit more um and there are a lot of a lot of the events are free you know you don't have to you don't have to pay for them so hopefully that as well will enable as many people as possible to to join in in the festival and be part of it you know that's great. I mean, that kind of accessibility is, I mean, there's lots of uh, negatives, obviously, around uh, lockdown and COVID, but having a lot of festivals now are doing this kind of hybrid thing and, and making it accessible so, you know, yeah. can attend can at least be involved because it's such a great programme that there'll be a wide interest, I'm sure. Yeah, I, th I think that that is a product of COVID as well. It was one of these things that we, we as an art centre were kind of forced into because mm. with a small theatre and things, we couldn't do shows. You know, I think on, on, this, uh, on the calculations for heads, you know, for how many you were allowed in the room, I think we were allowed nine people in the theatre. So mm. it was just like it was, it was, it was an old starter. So it was kind of forced a bit by COVID, you know, to sort of, but I think these are the sort of positives that have come out of that. You know, it's like a different way of looking at things and, um, so yeah, it's it, yeah, it's one of the positives, I suppose. Yeah, I think it also. Sorry, Alistair. Um, I was just going to say, I think it also allows people who aren't perhaps in Caithness to get involved too. Um, you know, if if they want to get involved with the online stuff, because I know from my own point of view, um, quite a lot of the people who read my writing or my 
dog, you know, they, they're not actually in the county, they're just really interested in, in Caithness in the north and so on. And then, of course, we've got, talking back to sort of emigration and so on, we've got people who perhaps have moved away from the area and would love to reconnect with some of the stories and things. Um, so there's all sorts of ways that people can feed into it and all sorts of reasons that they might want to feed into it, which is, which is nice. And when you're having these links with other countries and other parts of the world, then they can be involved in a way that they couldn't previously. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I know from last year, we had some online events last year for Northern Stories, eh, for Northern Lights Festival. And the, the bookings were incredible. You know, you were seeing, because you were seeing it on the website, people from, from Canada, and there was people from, from like away in, like um, away up in Iceland and things, booking onto all these different events, you know? And like, so the reach, you know, is incredible, you know? Yeah, because I know um, when you can get figures about where people are listening to things now. And as you say, Gail, it's, it's often people who have maybe left or their families had left and moved elsewhere, <laughs> but there's still this real strong connection with home for a better word. And a, and those stories kind of strengthen that. They're ones that they can then share with their families. Yeah, definitely. And I think also um, for us back here in Caithness, it instills a real sense of pride. You know, the, the, the work that Life Arts Centre have been doing over the last few years, it's been amazing in terms of, um, you know, I think people just locally love it. And for example, the um, Northern Lights Festival last year, I noticed that afterwards there was just a huge sense of pride in our community and you know what we had here and that's one of the loveliest things about all of this and I think it will be exactly the same with the Northern Stories Festival. People will feel really proud of what we have in the county you know um, and what we've brought in so yeah it's great. It's something I've noticed over the past well quite a few years I suppose is that the art centres have really become central to people you know really really important in uh, uh, people's lives again, you know, how is that how life feels in, in Caithness, uh, Calvin, that it's a, a really important place? I think over the last few years that's happened, certainly, yeah. Um, I think the more and more we've pushed out in the community, we've kind of become this thing that people look to for events and things, you know, especially through COVID and that when there was nothing happening, you know, the, the Northern Lights Festival was probably one of the biggest events that happened like post-COVID, you know, and people hadn't had anything for quite a long time. So I think people really were really, really grateful of the Art Centre to be able to bring something that was accessible and free and exciting. And yeah, I think we do, we, we I don't want to sound big-headed, but I think we do have quite a, a, quite a good standpoint in the community. I think people really like what we do and respect us, which is lovely. You know, that's that's why we do it. That's why we're here, you know. Um, it's a really nice feeling, you know, it's, it's lovely to be involved in. So um, aside from the festival, what what are you doing the rest of the time? What kind of things without, yeah, I don't have to go into specifics, but oh, we visit the live arts centre, what can they kind of expect? Yeah, I mean, like, so we kind of have our standard programme of events that we run from the arts centre. So we have our spring programme, which is music, family shows, um, theatre, dance, and then we sort of do the same thing in the autumn time as well. Um, and then this year we were involved with um, the Unexpected Garden Project um, through Dandelion. So we had like this touring garden that toured the county um, and sort of set up in different locations and people could come and sample things from the garden and there was various different workshops and things. And and then we've kind of got sort of other things tickling away in the background. We've got, um, uh, there's the Young Music Makers Programme, which is exactly what it says it's for it's for young people that want to make music there's loads of different workshops and things to attend and 
And then we've got the CARE program, which is Caithness Artists in Residence. So that's about getting local artists out and about in the community and doing doing workshops or whatever it is with sort of local people and groups and things. So there's there's loads of things sort of like tickling away in the background, as well as the sort of the program of events that we're putting on. So it's been quite a hectic year. <laughs> and, and Gail, um, apart from your events at the festival, do you do other things in the community uh, as a writer? Um, yeah, actually, in the next wee while, I've got a few sort of workshop type things um, coming up in the community. Um, last week, I was running a little writing workshop over in Wick, which was lovely. Um, next week, we've got a little sort of indie book festival happening in Caithness. Um, so I'll be speaking at that as well. And then I've got the life things. And then I think in um, November, I'm going to be doing something connected with the writing of Neil M. Gunn down in Dumbeath. Um, so, yeah. Um, there's a very um, busy creative community here in Caithness and um, just going back to, to Leith again, I think one of the things that people really appreciate locally about Leith is I think there's this kind of ethos. I heard um, Tom Barnes when he was the um, co-director talking on a podcast um, about it and saying, you know, it's by, with and for the local community. And I think it's that community involvement and representation and consultation and so on that people really appreciate so much. So um, yeah, there's lots, life is there and there's lots of other creative stuff going on in, in Caithness too, lots of artists and, and writers. And I think you probably find that in, in places like this, there does seem to always be that depth of creativity and kind of coastal, rural, I, I don't know what it is, but you know, for some reason it's always there. And it's finding, you're offering a, a hub for people to kind of gather around and come together in that way. And I think also the balance between being for the community, but doing something like this festival, which is outside the community, it's, it's both yeah. for, but also reaching outside as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it so powerful. As you see, you know, connections threading outwards and, um, you know, finding out what unites us and how much we all have in common, you know, so, um, so yeah, it's all very, very positive. And I think you, you should tell us about your own work and where people can get your books as well. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, yeah, I've written a couple of books um, based, well, inspired by the local legends of Caithness and um, it's like a two-part series for young adults, although <laughs> I would say that most of the people who've reported they've enjoyed the books have actually been quite a bit older than what probably a young adult is, so um, wouldn't be too bound by that. But yeah, it's about a sort of um, young girl who gets kind of spirited away to fairyland and then use, needs to use the, the local legends of Caithness to sort of help her in a quest to save this, the Feylands. Um, so those are my two novels, they're Castles of Steel and Thunder and Pieces of Sky and Stone. Um, and then quite recently I was involved in more of a community-based writing project where myself and a few other local authors um, did a book of short stories based around John O'Groats. So that's called Finn and Friends at John O'Groats. So you can also get, well, that's a bit more locally available. Um, but yeah, you know, all the usual places. So yeah, thank you for that too. That's all right. And I mean, you've mentioned that you're going to be at the festival, uh, not just um, as one of the authors, but also going to events and things like that. Have you particular highlights? I know you mentioned a couple of them, but particular highlights you're looking forward to? Yes, um, I'm looking forward to, um, is it Leonie, Leonie Charlton? 
I'm sure I've probably not pronounced the name right there, but Leonie's going to be talking about um, her book Maram, which I've actually had on my sort of to read list for a while. And I think that's about um, place writing in the Hebridean landscape. Um, so I'm really interested to hear more about that. And that'll probably prompt me to go on and, and get that book read. Um, I'm interested in on Thursday the 13th of October, I think there's going to be some songs and stories down at Dunbeath Heritage Centre and again that's kind of tied in with the writing of Neil Gunn. Um, there's a couple of storytelling sessions that I'm really interested in, there's stories in the Bothy at Dunbeath Harbour which sounds lovely because it's candlelight mm -hmm. um, and uh, local storytellers. Um, and then up in Betty Hill, there's stories at the Betty Hill store as well, where local storytellers are going to be reading some of their work. So um, I could go on and on. There's there's a lot of things on the on the programme that I'm really interested in and some on the music side, too. So, yeah, I've been booking myself onto lots of things. And Calvin, I'm not going to ask you to pick favourites. I think that would be unfair. But, um, well, first of all, a, is there anything you want to mention uh, that we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've covered most things. There's a, there is a, a an exhibition running from Friday the seventh, and it runs right up into uh, November the twenty fifth, um, in the North Coast Visitor Centre up in Thurso, and it's called Painted People, um, and it's basically a sort of, it's documentational um local people's um sort of modern day tattoos with a kind of a reference to the old Pictish, because that's what they used to call the Picts, painted people, you know. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting exhibition with, um, with lots of different photographs of their tattoos, and then there'll also be audio recordings so you can listen to their stories about what their tattoos mean to them. And, yeah, I'm really quite excited to go and see it, actually. It looks really good. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the programme, there's there's so much. It's, like, it it's going to really feel like a festival. It's going to be, you know, a sort of, like manic time you know um and it'll feel really busy and bustly and yeah but yeah just i would just advise people to go and check out the program because i'll guarantee there's something there that they'll, they'll want to go to that exhibition sounds fascinating i, I do uh, must say and where can people find out all about it where's, where's the best place for them to go i mean they probably your quickest option is facebook instagram twitter all these things you can head straight to our um website which is lifearts.org.uk and you'll be able to find all the events on that. Um, these are going to be going out um, later this week to various different locations in the community, and people can just go and pick one up. And that gives you quite a comprehensive breakdown. There's a map there that's got all the different locations, and that kind of gives you a breakdown of all the events that are happening. So so if you're in Caithness or nearby, you can go and pick these uh, leaflets You can go and pick and these up. So, yeah, if you keep an eye on our, on our Facebook page and socials there'll be um a list of locations basically that you can collect these from um i know people i always prefer to have a physical copy of something in my hands you know it feels a lot nicer so well calvin and gail thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me and all the very best with the festival thank you very much we look forward Thanks, to it. and we'll be back soon with someone completely different mm -hmm.